Good morning and welcome to the Automation Morning Show for Wednesday, October 11th, 2023. My name is Sean Tierney and this is a show where I talk about what's new and happening in industrial automation. I hope your Wednesday is off to a great start. I'm a little bleary-eyed because I was up late working on my virtual presentation, my virtual uh, event video for uh, one of my sponsors. And um, But hey, it's another day, right? So let's get to it. And we'll stop by uh, just a reminder that um, if you... Uh, do enjoy this episode or do enjoy this series, please consider giving us a like, a sub, and a share. It's the only way, proven way to uh, burden our audience and find new vendors to sponsor our show and to uh, cover on the show. With that, uh, next, I just want to put in a reminder there. I know some uh, new viewers were asking, hey, where are all the links? Um, I talk about this at the end of every show, but some people skip out before the end. So in any case, every single link we've covered in all 120 plus episodes this year, you will find at automate.news, no www, no.com. With that, I do want to thank today's sponsor, Siemens. Uh, they're making this, uh, they're sponsoring this episode. So it's ad free on most platforms, wherever we can control it. And uh, we want to thank them. We're here. We're featuring their Cymatic controller. And uh, you'll see this link over at automate.news as well. Uh, with that, let's go to our first article today. This is a press release from Honeywell. Um, kind of a big deal. They're realigning their portfolio to focus on three major trends. So they're looking at automation, aviation, and energy. And in the automation sector, which is, you know, this is the Automation Morning Show, I thought it was interesting because they are a huge player in industrial automation. And they actually have two, two categories here, industrial automation and building automation. So I thought this was very interesting, just reading through their philosophy and why they're doing this. And so I wanted to share it with you guys this morning. From there, we go over to uh, Profi News. And uh, it's a new month, so we have new products of uh, the month. And uh, some of these we've already covered. So the first product they're showing here are robust Ethernet cord sets by Turk. Uh, this is the 4422 series. We did cover these when they first announced them, as well as the Turk's new uh, high-resolution absolute encoders with Profinet. We covered those when they came out as well. And we also covered, this is kind of like a, you know, a grade book for me that we catch all these new products when they came out. Um, we also have Festo's new servo drive, the CMMT family, and uh, we did cover that when it came out as well. Now over here we have a new flow meter. This is the Coriolis Master and the Process Master. Those are vaguely familiar, but I, I'm not 100% sure we covered those when they came out. And those are from ABB, and they both have uh, power over Ethernet support as well as Profinet protocol support. Now, these two items I know were not released on the company's website. Matter of fact, uh, these two items from Balmer, I just released, removed Balmer from my daily list because out of 120 plus times I pull up their website, they've only had one new product. But they had still somehow got two products on this list. Uh, the first one is Bomber's extremely short M12 ultrasonic sensor. And that uh, looks like a, uh, your standard uh, uh, cylindrical, you know, inductive products, but it's ultrasonic. And this has a, um, this has IO link built in. And they also have an extremely flat inductive sensor. And uh, this one also has IO link built in. From there, we go over to SMC. They have a new product out. And uh, this is their electro-pneumatic regulator, high flow rate. And uh, the models we're looking at here, if you're listening and not watching, is the ITV 1100, 2100, and 3100 series. Now, these are really interesting because these allow you to regulate your, your uh, air pressure 
based on uh, inputting of an analog signal. And of course, this is stepless control. So very, a lot of applications you can use this in. You guys probably know better than I do, but you can see all the different applications that they highlight in their publication here. Um, the big thing for me was, what kind of inputs can I give it? And they list it here in this chart. We can give them uh, 4 to 20, 0 to 20, 0 to 5, and 0 to 10 volts DC. So um, you, get your, you get your current and your voltage covered there. Those are some of the most popular, popular ranges out there. So if you're interested in that, check that out. From there, we go over to Metla Toledo. Now, we still do have one podcast in the can for them. We're actually running through the uh, sponsored shows first because they get to choose what week they uh, they release. So they typically choose the, the most recent or, or the most available uh, um, release date. And then the unsponsors, we're, we're finishing up. We won't be doing unsponsors uh, next year, but uh, we're finishing up with them for this year. Um, but in any case, uh, they do have a new product, Metla Toledo, today. And I thought this was very interesting. This is kind of like a turnkey um, skid, uh, you know, OEM package. It's a wash down check wire. And um, the video really does a good job explaining how it works. So you can see maybe you have food products coming across this conveyor and they're f spilling and they're contaminating the system with all kinds of food or whatnot. And bacteria can grow. And uh, this system is totally washed down uh, rated. So it's IP69 rated. So you can wash the whole thing down and uh, get rid of all the germs or bacteria. So a very interesting video and interesting uh, uh, product from Mettler Toledo. From there, we go over to EAO. I think I'm going to yank these. You guys let me know if I shouldn't, but I think I'm going to yank them from the, uh, from the daily uh, roundup because they seem to really be focused on um, commercial, not industrial. So you tell me. But in any case, they're announcing their new Series 82 with um, a uh, uh, design for high vibration system. So... They have an overmold on the back of the buttons so that, uh, you know, there's no more disconnectable cable. It's just molded right there to the button. So in high vibration environments, they won't fall off. So in any case, you can see here, they're looking, they got an M12 connector on them. And they go through the specs on these, but I wanted to pull up a, a bigger picture of what their push buttons look like. And to me, these look more like commercial and less like industrial buttons. You can see here. They typically uh, uh, promote them with the uh, tabs on the back with the um, for your stakeons or, or whatever you call them. But um, in any case, uh, interesting product. But again, I think, I don't know, you guys tell me. I just don't think it's an industrial product line. From there, we go over to Emerson. Emerson has a brand new digital valve controller that has built-in edge computing. I thought this was very interesting. And uh, so you can see here, this is the DVC7K digital valve controller and it has because it has edge computing built in it has their advice at the device i love that advice at the device technology built in so it has bluetooth built in so you can come up with your digital device whether it's your phone tablet or laptop and you can uh, get information out of this device and i just think it's a very interesting new product this is a part of their field view series of digital valve controllers and uh, interesting article along with it and um, from there, we go over to Stratton. Now, Stratton has another article about V12. Um, you know, they announced that, uh, well, probably a couple months back now. And now they've been going through and producing articles on each of the uh, new features in it. And I thought this was really interesting learning about W string, right? So, you know, the strings, I know in legacy products, uh, strings, you know, could only be like 82 characters. And so typically that was enough for automation systems. But you can see today with 
more and more uh, data, you, you'd want longer strings. Well, they're talking about their new support for W strings. Apparently you can have 32,000 characters in these strings. That's a lot of characters. But in any case, so they talk about that and then they talk about their new JSON support. So they have a new function block that uh, will parse and write JSON records. And I thought that was very interesting because um, JSON is being used a lot. It's lighter weight than XML and it's being used a lot with MQTT. So I thought that was interesting. They kind of go through this. The one thing I ran into here is that <laughs> I was really enjoying the article about it. at some point it switched over to, I, I believe French. I don't speak French. So um, in any case, um, I'm just guessing. I didn't, I didn't try to translate it with Google, but uh, so if anybody from Stratton is wa watching, you may want to update that because it's an excellent article. It's just changed language halfway through. Okay, from there we go over to Advantech. They're featuring the new ergonomic mounting solutions. I got to say, I, I looked at this, I went through this, and I'm, you know, th these products are offered by a number of companies. I didn't see anything that stood out to me with these, but again, I did want to share it to you because it's a brand new announcement from Advantech. Now uh, we're at our feature product, and today we're featuring, in honor of our sponsor, we're featuring our S7 1500 and 1200 online course from theautomationschool.com. Um, this is a forever course, so if you buy it, you have access to it, lifetime access. It never expires. You can take the lessons in any order you want. And it's designed for somebody who's not used uh, Siemens before and needs to get up to speed quickly. Um, this is also the only course on the market where you'll find in the bonus section several hours of interviews where I interview Siemens about their products. And um, that's uh, something we do. Also, uh, everything you see behind me uh, on the wall, we plan to integrate all of that into this course over the coming months. So, um, as time permits, you'll be having more and more lessons added to this course. It's part of our forever courses along with the ultimate courses we're filming, um, where we're just going to keep adding as we get new samples and we partner with new companies. We'll add more and more lessons to this uh, course. So you can jump in now for $149. It is going up to $199 here in the near future. Uh, from there, we go over to an article from Stahl, and it's called Entering the Digital Age with Remote I.O. Now, I thought this was a very interesting article. He goes through and talks about the history of Remote I.O. and talks about the history of Remote I.O. in intrinsically, intrinsically safe installations. And he ends up at Ethernet APL. Um, so I just thought it was a very interesting article and I wanted to share it with you if you're looking for something to read and, uh, and uh, uh, you know, about, uh, about industrial automation. From there, we go over to an article over at the ISA's website, automation.com. And it's entitled, ITOT Convergence Has Always Been the Path Forward. Now, this is a sponsored article from Beckoff, and I did not see this on their site. A lot of times companies will, will uh, publish it, like Antera had one on their site, and then they uh, paid ISA to publish it on the ISA site. I did not see this on Beckoff's site, at least any of the sites I, I follow from Beckoff, but um, it was a really good article. I really enjoyed it. It talks about... It really gets into um, IPCs and using IPCs as programmable controllers. And I just thought it was very interesting as someone who uh, got into our personal computers back in the late 70s, early 80s with the Apple II and the Commodore VIC-20. Um, I thought it was very interesting. And of course, you know, I went through the whole, um, um, I don't want to say soft PLC because that's a trademark of soft PLC. But... Um, uh, the soft controller from Rockwell, soft logics, and, and Windows NT, and getting certified on that. So I was I went through uh, some of this uh, soft controller history, and uh, you know I really uh, got to find somebody at Beckoff to come on the show and tell us about their programmable controllers and what they do. But I thought this was a very interesting article, and I wanted to share it with you this morning. 
From there, we go over to another very interesting article. This one's on predictive maintenance. I know that's not everybody's uh, uh, thing. You know, a lot of uh, you guys are integrators and OEMs, so you're programming PLCs and HMIs. But I really enjoyed this, and it talks about a big steel mill and how they implemented Siemens predictive maintenance software, and it really opened their eyes to what was causing some of the problems they were having in the downtime. And, it, and, and really, from seeing that, from being able to bring all that information in, and have the system really take a look at it, um, they were able to find some really excellent corrective actions that, you know, save some, I mean, you can't even count, just thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. But in any case, very interesting article. Now, if you're wondering what the um, title of this article is, it's Magnify, Transforming Operational Efficiency for a Global Steel Producer with Sensei Predictive Maintenance. And I read that for the people who are listening, because this does go out. If you're watching, you may not know this goes out as a podcast as well, this show. Uh, from there, another excellent article over at automation.com. This is by Larry O'Brien from ARC Advisory Group. I believe Larry, we actually had him on tell, to tell us about who ARC is. Um, the name sounds familiar, so I think it was Larry we had on. But in any case, uh, he goes through and talks about... Um, Zero trust. So this is a case study. Zero trust is a requirement for connected oil and gas workers. Now, zero trust, we've talked about many times previously. This is where you deploy a system that um, you only allow the network traffic that you want to allow. So if an HMI is on your network, you only allow it to connect to the PLCs it's supposed to connect to and only via the ports it's supposed to connect to, right? So you want to give it HTML access because you want to go on at the somebody that hacked the HMI to get to, to the PLC through the HTML, you know, port 80 or whatever, right? Or, or port 21 for FTP or 22. So it's a it's an interesting concept that I think everybody should be deploying. Um, I've started playing with it here in the office, uh, 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 you know, with a, with an access control list and whatnot. So um, it's definitely something I think is the future of our networks. Only allow, allowing only that traffic which, which you know is valid. And uh, I thought it was a really good article. I really enjoyed it. And they talk about, this is a case study, they talk about a particular oil and gas uh, uh, facility and what they did. And um, you may see over here all the automation fair ads. Um, I just, I may as well take a segue onto that. I just went and picked up all my sessions, uh, all the what and what's new sessions. If you guys have been following me, you know I love the what's new sessions. And um, so I will be at the fair on the 8th and 9th. So I, I just booked my hotel for the night of the 8th with the media folks in the media hotel. And um, I'm looking forward to going. I'm hoping to be able to sneak in. Some of the sessions filled up really quick. So I'm hoping, so if you're going and you haven't picked your sessions, do it this morning if you, if you can. But in any case, uh, the reason I brought this up is because if you are going to Automation Fair, I'd love to get a selfie with you and share all the selfies with, uh, with uh, the audience when we get back. But in any case, uh, just let me know. Send me a message. You know how to contact me. And uh, you can use the talkback link. And uh, uh, I'm re just really looking forward. I love, you know, being a technology enthusiast. I just love learning about new technology. It doesn't matter what the vendor is. I, you know, it's like a fan of cars. They love all sports. You know, if you love sports cars, you kind of love them all. But um, I'm that way with the uh, technology. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. The folks at uh, Rockwell have been great uh, getting me to media passes and getting me signed up and uh, trying to slip me into a uh, some of the courses that are full. So uh, really appreciate them uh, working with me on that. And I'm just really looking forward to going out there. Um, but with that, let's get back to uh, what we were talking about here. So on to, uh, oh, the automation podcast. So this afternoon, we have a great podcast for you. It's um, with 
a company that makes mesh communication systems, wireless systems. They do Wi-Fi and LTE, right? So these are private systems, right? And uh, just, uh, you know, for big large industrial sites, it just seems like a phenomenal solution. So that should come out around 3.30. I have not, I don't think I, I need to edit it. Like I was up really late working on that, uh, that, that virtual event video. So I still have to edit it and do the bumpers and everything, but it is sponsored. So we'll be ad free. And we thank all of our vendors who, uh, who uh, sponsor the shows. It allows us to pay the editors. So in any case, from there, we go over to uh, new downloads and software updates. And we have a new one, Cymatic PCS7 V9. Service Pack 3 is out, as well as Simit, S-I-M-I-T, from Siemens. Uh, Simit Libraries and Behavior Models for Devices and Systems. And last one from Siemens, the sales and delivery release of Cymatic MTP Creator version 3.0. Now, I've been hearing MTP a lot. We've talked about MTP. I'd love to get an MTP expert on the show to talk to us about it. And really, because, you know, I really only know the basics, and I'd like to know more about it. From there, we go over the documentation. Didn't have a lot of manuals today. We did have the uh, expert troubleshooting guide for the Betis RTS. So yesterday, we, we were talking about the, the guide two. This is guide three. So uh, that's a beefy, well, not, not, well, it's a troubleshooting guide. So it's only 20 pages. Uh, from there, we have the, uh, a new document on the uh, DVC7K field view uh, digital valve controller. We just talked about this is a, a guide for um, replacement of the previous model, the DVC6200. And uh, so you may want to check that out if you have either of those models. And uh, finally, in our um, other science and technology section, I found this article over at IEEE Spectrum. It's fresh from the oven, Pi for your desktop. This is all about the Raspberry Pi 5. I didn't know it was out. Um, I have a 4B and I've used it for some projects internally. I actually have a, a PLC project I want to get to. I just, um, where I put open PLC or CodeSys on it and, um, and actually use it. Um, I bought some IO cards for it, but time, time is always the, the problem when you're self-employed. But in any case, um, one of the things I can tell you about the Raspberry Pi, in this, they talk about, in this article, they talk about what's new with the five, like, like all the new specs. I mean, it's like two to three times faster. It does use 50% more power, but it's two to three times faster. That's pretty awesome. And um, you could have used a 4B as a, as a desktop. I mean, it comes with a Linux desktop and you can do everything like browse the web, do, uh, you know, documents and presentations and everything. So with it being two to three times faster, this guy really, I can see, uh, getting in a lot of new applications and um, you know you, a lot of people are using these as edge devices to kind of get data massage it and then send it somewhere so just an interesting article if you're following uh, Raspberry Pi even if you're you know just doing it for hobby stuff I would love to integrate these into my train set but my train set would have to come out of boxes first so in any case a um, great article so I wanted to share with you this morning now I do want to thank Siemens again for sponsoring this episode and making it ad-free. Really appreciate that. If you want to learn more about uh, Siemens, I'll include a link to their Cymatic controllers in, over at automate.news. I also want to say if you think I missed any news today, please use the Submit News link at either website, theautomationblog.com or automate.news to send it in. You can also use the TalkBack link to send us your opinions, thoughts, or concerns, or <laughs> random ideas. Um, with that, I do, uh, I do have, want to remind you, you can find all my courses at theautomationschool.com. And we do have our very own community. It is automation.locals.com. 
we have, I think we're up to 1262 followers up there. And, um, you know, I've been thinking um, what to do with this in 2024. So any members over there, if you have any thoughts or opinions, let me know. But uh, I may change this up for next year and do some different things with it. So, um, but in any case, if you enjoy our work, you can support us here for $2 a month or more. Um, and you can also pick up one of my eBooks or video collections, as well as one of our coffee cups or t-shirts. All proceeds go directly back into making this show and the site better. And with that, that's it for today's show. Look, we beat eight o'clock. Nice job. All right, guys. Well, I hope you all have a courageous, fearless, and awesome day. And don't forget, if you go on Automation Fair, let me know. Love to meet up with you. Take a selfie. Say hi. Learn about what you've been working on. Um, I'm also trying to get into all those what's new sessions. If you haven't picked out your sessions yet, make sure you do that because they are filling up very fast. And with that, um, I'll just wish you a great day again. Until next time, my friends, peace.